0: Hey Klaus here. welcome to episode 126 of the E-Commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today I have Dana Röfer on the show and we talk about on how to connect with the people and products that support your best life through social selling. So let's get started.
1: This is the E-Commerce Coffee Break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break. Today, we want to talk about a bit of a different angle. Normally, we're talking about apps on how to optimize your online business and so on and so forth, but quite often, merchants have not a clear idea why people buy from them. And that obviously is the most important thing that they should actually know. So we're going in a bit of a topic which is called social selling. So why do people decide to buy from you? And I have an expert with me, Dana Rofer. She's a social selling corporate consultant and lifeline facilitator. And she's on a mission to help women recognize their worth, live with intentionality and transform their buying habits. So let's say hello to Dana. Hey, Dana, how are you today?
1: I'm doing really great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share. And don't be scared off if you're a man. Okay. I know we said in the intro that I help women, but it's truly everybody. We're all consumers. We're all buying things. And so whether you're a woman or you're a man, this is relevant to you
0: (laughs) as well. That's 100% correct. We all shop. So give me a bit of an overview. How did you get to where are you right now? A bit of your history.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to share it. I think there was about 18 months ago where I had pretty traumatic experience in my family. So my mom got pretty sick and it was overnight. Like we just didn't know. It was a big shock to all of us. And what happened in my personal life when my mom got sick? I started, I just said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. A, how did this happen? B, how do I make sure this doesn't happen to me, to my family? And I just did like a 180 of intentionality around my own habit. I've been in and around entrepreneurship throughout my career. I've been supporting entrepreneurs, small business owners, whether it's local businesses or social businesses, I've been around all of that, but it wasn't until this moment that it really clicked for me. And I was like, Whoa, I know what to do and I need to do it. So honestly, that shift that I made in my own life and started really shopping intentionally. So shifting more to an investor in myself from a consumer was really the moment that changed everything. And then I went on this mission to share it with other people, because I think that if we put intentionality behind what we buy and the decisions that we make, it changes everything. Or it can change everything.
0: Oh, makes total sense. Now, we all decide on different factors, emotionally, on the price and whatsoever. A lot of merchants they just go into features, into benefit, but they never really look into the outcome, into the value that their potential shopper has and to decide on. And people reach out to their friends to get a second opinion and so on and so forth. So social selling circulates around this topic. Give me a bit of an idea on what social selling actually means.
1: The way that I like to think about this is when I went on my quest and started going on my quest, I through social media, throughout the pandemic, we spent so much time on our devices, whether it's our computer, our phones, whatever, right? And we spent a lot of time on social media. That's where a lot of our extra time went and we were seeing all of these messages. I think what social media allows us to do is to connect with people that we know and people that we don't know so we can first make that connection because we align Somehow. So, whether our values align, our mindset aligns, our family structure aligns, whatever it may be, right? There's a lot of ways that we can align with people. And I think it just opens up this huge opportunity to connect with new people that we maybe haven't been able to connect with before. That doesn't have to be just your product. Like, hey, I have this product and I want to sell it to you. They might come to you because they like you. Because you, Klaus, live a nomad lifestyle and they want to be able to do that too. So they're learning those things from you, but then they also are already connected to you. So then they're like, I want whatever product he has and I want to see what he has, but they don't necessarily come to you for the product. They come to you for the connection and then they're able to engage with you by the product
0: hundred percent. Obviously that has a lot to do with communication and sort of communicate yeah. the right value, your value proposition. So it's less about the product itself. It's more about you as a brand, as a person, depending on how you position yourself in the market. So what yeah. would be your recommendations to approach this angle?
1: This is my life plan for coming out. You have to know who you are. And I know that's a really big statement and it's a really big question because That is not something that you just learn overnight, especially if you're just starting out and it takes time. And we don't always have the patience to get to where we want to be. We want it to happen overnight and it doesn't always happen. So I think it's leaning into and starting to try some things like start sharing messages and seeing what connects with people, what message that you're sharing connects with them. The first one is knowing yourself because then you know what you can authentically talk about right? So that's what it leads to is what you can authentically talk about. And then where are you going to make those connection points with people? I do think that the product is important. And I think that the product's important for what it does for you, what it does for your customers that you already have. So there's so many rich, stories already that can be shared whether it's me starting out with my personal transformation and how I found this new way of doing something you can do the same thing your customers can do the same thing but what is that transformation that somebody has had with your products that somebody else can see themselves in so there's the personal brand side the authentic story that you can tell because it comes out of who you are and then there is the product side where it's what need are you actually filling and what are people coming to you for. And so I think it's those two pieces that are really important to keep in mind.
0: What kind of strategies should merchants then follow? Obviously you want to make sure that your customer has the feeling that they're spending the money wisely. So it might be sustainable investment or whatsoever. And overall they feel good and they find their tribe. So what kind of angles or what kinds of strategies Can one follow to get there?
1: It's a great question because I think it's different depending on which category you're in, right? If you're in personal care versus you're in, which is like a a body transformation potentially, or a skin transformation, or if you're in physical products, whether it's clothing. So I think it's a a little bit difficult to say from what those strategies look like. But I would always go back to the very first strategy. And I know I just said this before, but it's with you personally, because I can give you a million strategies and say, do this, do this, do this, do this. But if you hate what you're doing and you hate what you're selling and you don't believe in it, it's not going to work. Right? So it's that piece of what brings you to life because whatever brings you to life is going to attract other people. You know, this, when you're talking to somebody or you see somebody talking about something on social or seeing them share their product. if it feels like they're just following a template or they're following a script or they're, following XYZ. i Z, I'm sorry, I'm not totally answering your question, but I think this is really important. And I think it's key because we do try to fit in these boxes. And I think that sometimes for those of us that are building a side business or a full-time business, we can get stuck in all of these different strategies and we can get stuck in just doing that work instead of doing the work of figuring out what is our voice because we're going out there and we're figuring that piece out. When you're passionate about it and when you really believe in it, it's going to authentically attract other people to what you're doing.
0: Good point. For smaller businesses, just startups, people who started as a side hustle, they want to get into the business. I have seen some, they don't want to bring out themselves. They come from a corporate environment and they're a small brand and they want to talk corporate speak, corporate language, or they're too shy to put themselves out because obviously the internet can be a very rough place and things can come back that you don't necessarily want to hear. Or the other way they grow and one of a sudden from a personal brand, they want to become a corporate brand. I think that's a bit of a risk going there. How can your customer help you with staying? focused?
1: I think knowing who they are. I mean, if they're comfortable in a corporate space, this is very comfortable in a corporate sense too, of knowing who your customer is and who you want to talk to and then have those conversations. So I actually want to address two things that you said. The first one that I want to address is the, I'm a little bit nervous to show my face. I'm not comfortable. And then there's the big brand piece. There's actually, I think three here. The first one, if you're A little nervous, or you're not ready to be on camera, or you're not ready to necessarily show up with your voice or your words. Practice it when no one's watching. I have so many videos. Honestly, it's funny, but it's and it's ridiculous when you're doing it. But I have videos of myself from six years ago on my phone where I'm like, "Hey, it's October, whatever. This video is for no one else, only myself. Literally, no one's going to see it." But it's practicing. It's practicing to figure out what words are right and what feels right to me. So I think that's kind of the first one. Like if you look stupid to yourself, like who cares? Right. And you build that muscle and that ability to build out whatever your authentic brand is. That's the first thing. The second one, trying to do things corporate, you actually have the advantage today. This is my personal belief. I believe that small nimble businesses actually have the advantage today over corporate brands because they can be real and authentic because they're real people. You see this all the time. Big corporate brands now are headed to influencers and they're coming into our space, really the small business space, because they're like, this is where the relationships are. So you're seeing them come in, but I think you have the advantage because you can already be that person in your own business, right? So to try and go out and build this big brand, that's so beautiful. Like you don't need to make that investment right out of the gate. Just start trying and seeing how you can connect with people. And then the third piece, the one that you actually asked, I'm sorry, the customer piece. If you're not yet knowing what your story is and who you are, and you're worried about this corporate thing, find those people that you believe are, maybe they're your best customer already, or maybe they're who you would want to be your customer. You think they would, and just have conversations with them. And maybe that becomes part of your marketing. If they're your best customer, maybe you're doing a video with them and saying, Hey, you bought this product. What do you love about it? Why did you buy it again? And then they're starting to give you the content. So you're doing a little bit of market research at the same time that you're gathering some marketing content. Like that's a win-win. So I do think that our customers can help us to figure out what those messages are and what they need to be.
0: Yeah, very good tip there. User-generated content always helps. And you see more and more brands jumping on this bandwagon. Now you have actually written a book about shop social. Give me a bit of an insight what the book is about.
1: Yeah, so I started this off. I appreciate the opportunity to share it. I started off with just this like massive transformation that I went through again, have been in the entrepreneurship space for a long time. And when I decided to just turn my life around, not in like a big turnaround, but get healthy, make sure my family was healthy. I had the mental space and capacity to do it, decided enough is enough. I'm going to change my habit. I went to the store because that's where you start. And I was like, okay, I want to get in a good routine. So I was thinking about my day. And I was like, what does that routine need to look like? And you go to the store, think of any general big box store that anyone goes to. And I'm in the sea of products. I'm like how the heck is anyone supposed to know what to buy? Like, how do you actually know? Think of picture yourself, put yourself in the supplement aisle. Put yourself in a home care aisle. Like you said at the beginning, you're choosing based off price or what it says on the package. You don't know. This is where I feel that small businesses, local businesses, social businesses, this is where we can win. This is where you can win because you can help customers to decide when they're left in that massive store, the person that works at that store, maybe they can help them find it. If they know what they're already looking for, but we can help them in a more personalized experience. And I believe this is where we're going. I believe that consumers today are more ready. They're sick of just buying all the stuff and they really are craving that personalized experience. And we're seeing this with a lot of companies that are growing today that can help them find the right clothes for their shape or the right colors for their complexion. There's a lot of personalized things that we can do. I believe this is where. We can, smaller actually wins because we can have that more personalized. And that's really what the book is about. It's my journey. There's a lot of questions through how do we grow? Earlier conversation of knowing who you are, I think is really important when you're deciding to invest in yourself, because how do you do that if you don't know what you want? There's a lot of that conversation, but I really make a plug for let's do this differently, guys. Can we stop just consuming? Can we really invest in ourselves, And can we build a community of people? that can help us to reach those goals. That's what the book is
0: about. Okay, no, I think you're quite right there. I mean, we're doing, as consumers, a lot of people do a full 360. Looking back, I don't know, even before our lifetime, small stores, personal touch, and so on and so forth. We grow in this kind of huge, anonymous part. And I personally remember you just said that I had almost nervous breakdowns at some point in the US, just wanted to buy some sparkling water and there were like 50 (laughs) different ones. I couldn't decide. It's the worst. (laughs) It's the worst. Decision fatigue on that one. So I think we're coming back to a more human factor in commerce. And I think that's a good thing. Where can people find more about the book and more about you?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. You can think of me on my website, danarofer.com. You'll have to spell it it's kind of a tricky one. But then the book is available on Amazon in all formats. Audio is my favorite. I was able to record my own audio. It's super fun. It's just a conversation, basically, but those can be found on Amazon.
0: Cool. I will put the links in the show notes, then you're just one click away and people can figure out where and when to buy the book. I would highly recommend that. Dana, thanks so much for your time. It was very insightful and have a great day.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being with you.
0: Hey, Klaus here. Before you go, I would like to invite you to become part of the e-commerce merchant pro community to get actionable advice from other Shopify merchants who already have achieved what you are aiming for. Our community is a safe place to actively grow your online retail business with the support of the most amazing and helpful group of e-commerce entrepreneurs behind you. Running a Shopify business is tough. Don't do it alone. Join us now. It's free. You will find the link in the show notes also. If you think your online store has conversion or marketing issues, and you would like to have a fresh set of eyes on your business, then drop me an email at klaus at klauslauter.com and let me know a little bit about your business. It might be beneficial for you to have me look over your store, offers, emails, and ads, and get an unbiased outside perspective and guidance to help you make most of your online business. And finally, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review in the app that you're listening so that I can get bigger and more impactful guests on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Until next time, and I talk to you soon.